Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. This is a very new way of me recording episodes this week because I'm officially recording myself, like a video of me talking on this podcast so that I can give you guys more content, more videos, hoping to do that regularly, and we'll see how much of a commitment it actually brings me. Maybe I'm just stepping on my own toes. We will soon find out. But as of right now, I'm filming myself, which... I also have to get used to because on my last episode, I was talking about how every single time when I post, I usually either am using a filter or I'm using something to kind of making sure I look the best and it's something that I'm currently working on, but I mean, it's going to happen real quick because I'm videoing myself and I can't put a fucking filter on. So I'm going to have to get over that real quickly. So let's see how this goes. It is a Friday night. I just finished work and I decided while I still have that motivation and I'm getting ready for the weekend that I would sit on here and record an episode about something that I've been doing within the last couple weeks a little bit more than I usually do. And I felt that a lot of my girls out there would totally respect this, especially when you have that nine to five job and getting home is sometimes exhausting. If you have a spouse like myself and they are in the more physical work, so I don't know if you guys know this, but my spouse, he is an electrician and we would always argue about who is more tired. And I know it sounds stupid, but we we always did and now we don't anymore because we actually understand that no one, there's no congratulations, you're more tired than the other person. But he is an electrician, meaning he's in the trades. He obviously has physical exhaustion every single day. He'll come home from work and he won't want to do anything. He won't want to go to the gym. He won't want to go for a walk. He just wants to lay on the couch or in his video gaming chair and play video games and kind of just relax. Whereas myself, it's the complete opposite because I'm in a desk all day and I'm trying to think, make decisions, and it's more mental exhaustion. So there's two completely different exhaustions when you're done work. And I wanted to talk about how to fix that. When you're having physical exhaustion at work, the last thing you want to do is go to the gym or be active or walk around on your feet because you've been on your feet all day. And I totally understand that. So this podcast may not be to help your physical exhaustion and more on the the people that are going to that nine to five, sitting at a desk, Sometimes maybe going to see clients, being on your feet like sometimes throughout the day, but not actively being active at work. Now that's me. Um, So hopefully you guys feel use of this episode like I have in the most recent weeks of reevaluating how my self-care routine is throughout the week. And let's get right to it. So the first ones I wanted to talk about is self-care at work. So just because you're at work doesn't mean you can't involve self-care throughout your day. And if you're not putting in self-care throughout your day, then you're just going to have more of an exhaustion when you're done work. And when you go home or you go see the kids or you go see your spouse or you just go home to your dog, you're going to be even more exhausted than you would have if you helped and did your self-care routine throughout the day as well. 
So the first one is honestly just cut yourself a break. You are not a superwoman and you're not going to be able to do everything in one day as much as you think and hope you can. Just cut yourself a break. What advice would you give your best friend if they were coming up to you and being like, I'm exhausted every single day and I don't know what to do? The only thing I would say is take a step back, reevaluate where you're, where you're spending your time on and just organize yourself a little bit better and take those breaks when you have them. If you get two 15 minute breaks every day, take those breaks. It doesn't matter whether you think you need them or not. If you have them, take them, especially when you can just take, get up, walk around, go for a walk around the office, go for a walk around the block, go grab a coffee, whatever you need to do, get up and be active as much as you can at work. Or else, again, you're going to be sitting there and being a little bit more exhausted than you would have if you weren't helping yourself and cutting yourself a break throughout the day. Same thing goes obviously for lunches. A lot of people will be like, I get an hour, but I don't take it because it's too much time take those hour breaks. If you get an hour, maybe build in an active routine or go to the gym close by if you do feel that you have more time in your lunch breaks. It's super important to make sure that you are spending that time for yourself, even if you really want to feel like if that time for yourself is you being on your phone on a couch nearby, then that's fine. It's not you taking time for yourself and self-meditating underneath your desk during your nine to five day. It's taking a step back from doing work and concentrating on things that you're the projects that you're working on or taking calls with clients or having meetings all day. Nothing is worse than having meetings all day, trust me, but it's building in that time to cut yourself a break when you do get those breaks. And if you find yourself not getting time for those breaks, schedule it in your day prior to. So for example, for me, Tuesdays are full with meetings, back-to-back meetings every day. And I usually don't eat sometimes because the meetings are so back-to-back. So what I've been starting to do is schedule in that time where I do eat, I do take that break, I go check my phone, whatever the case may be, because I also need breaks, even though they're meetings, meetings are exhausting. If you have been in a meeting throughout the entire day, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know the exhaustion that it brings you when you don't want to talk anymore. Like some people will be like, you're not very talkative today. Yeah, it's because I've been talking for what feels like 24 hours straight and it's really exhausting. So again, cutting yourself a break, taking those breaks when you can and making sure it actually gets done rather than just just saying you're going to be able to take those breaks throughout the day. The second one that I have is value your time. Self-care means honoring and valuing yourself and what you're contributing. So organize yourself and making sure that you're spending time on the projects that matter to you in your career. So I'm always all up for teammates, helping people out, but if it's gonna put you behind, then that's something you need to reevaluate. So there's one thing in helping people and making sure that everyone's on the same page because teamwork, again, I'm all for teamwork, If it's going to put yourself back or put you in a bad spot, you wanna make sure that you are valuing your time because if other people aren't valuing your time, then you aren't either. So just making sure that you do stand up for yourself, organize yourself efficiently and prioritize your projects so that you are getting them done to meet the deadlines, but you're also not leaving everything to the last minute, which makes you maybe get into more anxiety or think that you aren't able to finish those projects when you very well can. It's just a matter of 
prioritizing and fitting it into your schedule. If you have one day that you go out and see clients all day, then make sure you leave those other days to finish all the projects and paperwork that you need to get done because you were on site or you were visiting people throughout every Wednesday of the week or whatever the day of the week it is. The third one that I have here is look at your completed folder. Once a week, take a look at what was valuing in your time the week prior. A lot of people will continue throughout their weeks, complete projects, but not take a look at everything they have accomplished thus far. So making sure you're actually congratulating and seeing what you've done and accomplished throughout the previous weeks, it's so important to take that time and debrief. Even if you're leading a team, I always think it's so important to just take a step back and see everything you've accomplished especially when you're having a lot of anxiety or you're overwhelmed with a lot of projects that are going on, being able to take that time to, again, take a step back and look at everything you've done. And you can actually be proud of yourself and your team for everything that you've produced so far. That way, again, it gives you an idea of that you've actually done something, especially when you have so much going on. Sometimes you're actually just looking at everything you're doing and it doesn't feel like you're ever really getting ahead because there's just so much chaos going on. So making sure that you are going back, taking a look at it, congratulate yourself, feel good about it, and then you can start your new week and making sure that you do accomplish the things so that the next week later you are proud of yourself. If for some reason that week that you look at everything you've accomplished the week prior, you're not proud of yourself, it just tells yourself that you do need to work a little bit maybe harder this week and making sure that at the end of the day, you are proud of yourself because that's the only thing that truly matters and making sure that you're accomplishing what you want to professionally and you're meeting all your deadlines and you feel good about it. That's what's going to make you grow in your career and bring you that confidence in the workplace. The fourth one I have is surround yourself with positive people. Sometimes this is harder than it seems, especially when you're in the workplace and you don't get to choose exactly who you surround yourself with or the teammates that you have, but making sure you're actually scheduling in your time for the people that are going to bring you joy and happiness and maybe be a little bit more energetic in the workplace, bring you those positive vibes so that you are able to be in a good mood for work. That's just plain and simple. You're happy to go to work. You're excited to see them. You want to meet with them for lunch and spend time with them, get to know them. And then that way, when you work as a team in the future, you do have that relationship to work together and be a strong team. And although I'm saying all the things that are self-care at work, this goes both ways and making sure you are spending time and surrounding yourself with people that actually value you and are gonna bring you positivity. So this means outside of work as well. Your friends, your spouse, your relationships that you have outside of work are super important because although we always say don't bring your shit to work and don't bring your work home with you, it's it happens and it's always going to happen. If you're in a bad mood when you're not at work and you go to work, of course it's going to come with you. And it's just making sure you do surround yourself with the people that bring you joy and happiness. And maybe it's a matter of you understanding who drains your energy and who supports your energy and brings you up rather than just kind of forcing it down and making you very negative or having those bad weeks. Now, I'm not saying cut relationships. It's just a matter of making sure that you are spending time with people that actually deserve it and value you as a person. 
The fifth one is update and clean your workspace. People laugh at me when I say this, but having a clean workspace means having a clean mind. And if you have papers scattered everywhere and you don't know where anything is, of course it's going to give you anxiety and make you worried and give you bad thoughts and give you negativity. If you are all organized, ready to go, you clean, you dust, you have a plant beside you, you got clean air, it's really important to make sure that your workspace is clean. And maybe if you're bored of your workspace, update it and make it fun, make it you, make it personal, put a photo of your family, put a photo of your dog, whatever you gotta do to make yourself happy, just do it because it is your workspace and showing a little bit of your personality in your workspace is gonna make you happier overall. So why not give it a try? The sixth one is take care of yourself and your body, sleep, have that six to eight hours of sleep every night, schedule in your sleep time. I am always scheduling in my sleep time because sleep time is the most important part of my day. I really value sleep and when I don't get enough sleep, I am a cranky bitch. I just am. I hate the rest of my day and I can't even begin to say how big of a bad mood I am. But it's just making sure you are taking care of your body, you're eating properly, you're sleeping properly so that your day is a little bit more positive because a lot of people obviously know this, but If you don't get enough sleep and you don't eat healthy, it is going to affect your day and your mood and your energy throughout the days and weeks until you begin to bring up that habit of treating yourself fair and appropriate and understanding it's really important to recharge. If you travel for work, take time to have that coffee break or maybe go get that massage at the end of the day and making sure that you are going to be recharged for the next day or the next weeks. And like I always say, take your vacation time. You're not a strong person just because you have denied or decided not to take your vacation time. Recharging is so important and you don't need to leave the country to do so. It could just be a matter of you taking a five-day vacation, sleeping on your couch with your dog the whole week. Whatever makes you happy, do it. So those are my tips for self-care at work. Now I wanted to go over a little bit more of self-care because self-care is 24-7. It's not a matter of just having a face mask once a week or organizing your schedule every Friday. It's so much more. Self-care is your energy and positivity towards yourself so that you can be more confident in the workplace, at home, in front of your daughters, in front of your son, in front of your family, and just be confident in the person that you've become. So self-care isn't just actions, it's also thoughts and ideas and contributions to yourself and your body and your mind. So self-care after work is just as important as self-care at work and during the day. So here are some tips that I have influenced in myself and my days to make sure that self-care after work is actually being done. I'm going to say about seven different tips, but although these tips could go on for hours and days, there's so many self-care tips that you can do. If you have any ideas that maybe I didn't mention, please DM me. I'd love to hear about it. If there's anything that I can do in my day to make sure that my self-care is a little bit more positive and good vibes, and I always love to hear it. So, okay, let me just get right to it. 
The first one is social media and technology breaks. I always say this, and I had an entire podcast episode on it, but taking social social media breaks are so important. I was even just reflecting this morning on my Instagram activity after work and just, it does consume a lot of my nights. And of course I have to be engaged and I'm talking to you guys and I'm seeing what you're posting and I'm trying to do my best on social media, but it does get a little bit consuming in my brain and in my mind. So I decided to just turn off the notifications on Instagram just so I do take that step back from technology and it's not just 24 seven because Although other people have different schedules and if I get a notification at like two in the afternoon, it kind of just intrigues me on what that notification is. So I did turn off the notifications to take a step back and not let it consume me and I can just build it in my schedule and only spend maybe an hour or two per day rather than just periodically throughout the day. In the morning, the first thing I do when I wake up sometimes is go on social media Ever since I did that episode on social media, I've tried to stop doing that. And most night, uh, most mornings I have tried my best not to. And then some mornings I just, I do it, especially on Saturdays and Sundays when I don't have to go to work. I just, it consumes me probably for the first hour of my day. So again, social media and technology breaks are so important and putting that in your schedule is going to make you happier overall. And it it is the first level of self-care after work. Now, number two is stay active. Uh, Everyone says this, everyone who is active, of course, is supporting it because they know the feeling of being active. I was in a massive slump a couple of months ago. Not a couple of months ago, oh my gosh, it's probably been about a year now. That is awesome. I'm like self-caring as I'm doing this podcast, but I, about, I guess a year ago, I wasn't being active and I even went to my doctor and I was like, okay, I don't even know what to do because I'm in such a rut. I don't know how to get out of it. And her only advice was, and of course it's so simple. It's just do it. Like there is no excuses. There is no, I'll get to it next week. There is no, I'll do it on Sunday. It's just do it. So I found yoga and really enjoy it. And I've put it in my routines, my weekly routines, and it's something that really helps me get active, but I also have it as a hobby as well. So finding something that makes you happy, being active doesn't have to be going to the gym. The gym is boring and it sucks. Some people like it and that is great, but for me, I don't enjoy it. I think it's boring. And although it helps with your body, your mind, and you get stronger, I just think it's boring. So finding that piece of being active, maybe going for a walk, taking your dog for a walk, going for a jog around the block, whatever works, being active is so important. And if being active means stretching 15 minutes every morning, then that means stretching 15 minutes every morning. It doesn't have to be taking a jog or going for a five kilometer hike or whatever the case may be. It's it's being your best self and taking that step forward to contributing to your active lifestyle. The third one, which kind of ties into being active, is find your hobby. Everyone has their hobby, their thing, their niche. And again, about a year ago from now, I was kind of lost. I didn't really know what made me happy or what I liked because people were just telling me, oh, try art, try painting, try all these things. And 
I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the ideas. I didn't, I didn't really know what made me happy and what I liked to do. I started doing yoga. It made me in such a positive, great mindset that I came up with the idea of starting this podcast, which is now another hobby of mine, which is also work, but it's hobby at the same time. And I enjoy it. So finding yourself a hobby so that when you do get off that nine to five position or that job, you have something to look forward to. You have something that makes you creative or you have something that makes you genuinely happy at the end of the day, something to look forward to on Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, whatever day of the week it is. Just pick at least one day of the week to do and enjoy this hobby so that you have something to look forward to and you can be happy when you get home from work. And if that hobby is spending time with your family, then that's your hobby. It doesn't have to be painting or having a podcast or being on Instagram and influencer or whatever the case may be. It's finding something that makes you happy and making sure you spend the time to do those things. Number four is so silly. (laughs) It's goof around and I have recently started doing this. I am not saying I've been doing this for a long time, but I've been following a lot of very positive people on social media recently. And I see them spending time every morning to like dance or just a little bit of a break and do something silly. So my advice is pick five minutes a day to goof around. Do something that makes you smile, makes you laugh, makes you feel silly, makes you feel like if someone was watching, you might be embarrassed. It's spending five minutes of your day to let loose. And for me, I've been spending like, honestly, not even five, like two to four minutes dancing with my dog. It sounds silly, but I have been dancing with her. She loves it. She thinks it's hilarious. And she like her tail is always wagging. She's having a great time and it makes me feel good. So I'll like put on a song. I'll basically let the song end. And that's my silly period. So it makes me have a smile throughout the day. And I obviously have a journal and I write things down when I feel happy. I've been starting to like write it down so that when I go back and I look at the things that make me smile, it makes me smile just reading the lists. (laughs) So having that journal and writing down things that make me happy is so great. And that is one of the things that made me happy. So it really helped me reevaluate the things that make me happy, make me smile, make me laugh so that I can incorporate those more into my day. So again, spending like five minutes of your day just to goof around, let loose and be yourself. And if that means filming yourself dancing, or if that means dancing with your dog, or even just having a funny phone call with a friend, making a Snapchat video and sending it to your besties, whatever the case may be, just let loose, goof around and be yourself. The fifth thing that I have is fix things that annoy you. That light bulb that you haven't fixed in like five months. That chip in the wall that every time you walk by it, it pisses you off. Fix the things around you that annoy you. Every single time when you see those things, it's just gonna put you in a bad mood. So just take the time to fix it. This is going to reevaluate your self-care because every time you pass it, you're not gonna get pissed off because it's done and it's fixed. And if that means being on your spouse's ass to fix it, then that means being on your spouse's ass to fix it. But things like that are super important to make sure that it doesn't just, you already know it's going to piss you off. So you might as well just get it done so that you can move past it and have a better lifestyle because that chip in the wall is fixed. 
I did mention this throughout me answering the an- me giving you the tips, but keeping a journal or venting. So you don't actually have to necessarily write down or keep a journal. I actually do recommend you doing that, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. If you don't like making a journal, you can do like a voice recording. You could call your best friend. You could just have a conversation with your mom, have something to vent to. So whether it's a booklet your iPhone in your notes or talking to a person. It's super important to vent so it doesn't get built up and kind of just explode when you have that bad day. So again, just keep a journal and make sure that you are venting. It's pretty self-explanatory, but we do sometimes keep in our thoughts and our feelings so that one day when it's just passing that line, you do blow up and that blow up could be in the workplace. That blow up could be at home and you don't ever want that to happen. So make sure that you are doing a healthy venting at least one time a month and making sure that you do have that positivity in your life and you can throw away the negativity once you vent. Okay, so the last self-care after work tip that I have is taking time to self-reflect. For me, this time is during my yoga practice. It doesn't necessarily have to be during yoga or when you're being active. You could just take five minutes every morning and reevaluate how your day yesterday was, or maybe you do it at the end of the day and just like for me, it's writing down all those things that make me smile and incorporating those throughout my day a little bit more. And it's reevaluating who's in your life and what are the things that make you or bring you that positivity. Self-care isn't an action. Self-care is a lifestyle. And making sure that you are being fair to yourself and treating yourself with love and positivity and you are in the best place that you could be and at the end of the day if you're proud of yourself then you're doing it right so those are the tips that i have for you on self-care i hope you guys really like this podcast episode it was really fun to record this like always if you really liked this episode make sure to screenshot it and share it in your instagram stories be sure to tag me at leader in red podcast i'm always so happy to see that you are listening to my episodes If you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Leader in Red Podcast. I'm always engaging, posting content three dates a week, and I'm also giving you the sneak peeks and previews of my episodes that are being launched every Wednesday. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate your time, and I will catch you in the next one.